Initiative and Expansion Award for Film School Field and Holly Willer Bay for Best Actors. Interview terminated because you won't answer the question. Mm -hmm. But what, what are they like? To say about Russia. What are these politicians like? You give them a straight question. Because there's a story. It seems to be this weird story going about that you you feel he's going to break at any second and probably break yeah. well before this podcast comes out. Um, yeah, yeah. But before before we actually get into that, Dave, I need to read something. Okay. So the, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the hosts and do not necessarily reflect the truth, as most of the time they are half cut and reliant on poorly researched information. They are for entertainment <laughs> purposes only and not intended to malign any organisation, company, individual or Silver Fox daytime presenter. So I just thought <laughs> I'd get that out of the way. It's unlikely, but we don't want any anyone grassing us up, do we? <laughs> <laughs> to Phil's lawyers. No, I don't want. I don't want pedo Phil getting onto us. <laughs> right, that's it. We're done. We're done. We haven't even. We can't use the excuse for drunk yet. Sex offender scope. Although you did actually go out the out to the pub, didn't you? So you could say that you came back and you didn't know what you were saying. Listen, Lee. The safeguarding is this. I never know what I'm saying. And it's all alleged nonsense. I'm just going to keep saying allegedly, allegedly, Philip Schofield might well, you didn't, be. A you pedo. didn't say alleged pedo. He just w- w- came right out and said pedo <laughs> Phil. <laughs> <laughs> so you fell at the first fence. <laughs> anyway, rather you than me. The funny thing is, Dave, I've not been really following news and anything for the past. Uh, since the start of the year, really. I mean, it's been very nice. And uh, But people start, you know, yeah, people talking at work and stuff. And, and I think it was only on Monday or Tuesday that I was saying, what's what's going on? And then someone was saying that there's loads of stuff on Twitter about him and but also about David Jason and Tom Jones, which is... Really? You know, David Jason, man, you can't... No, we don't want that. You know, oh, Tom no, Jones, well, you can imagine him being a yeah. run booker yeah. back in the day. Yeah, um, well, we kind of already know that, don't we? Yeah. We already know that about Jones. Well, there was something about, apparently, the latest allegation is that he raped a 14-year-old girl. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's only Twitter, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it's but, not unusual. Oh, these days, why, 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 do that, the dirty, no, no, if bastard. only he'd have stayed on the green, green grass of home, none of this would have happened, <laughs> yes, if only, yeah, maybe it was just a kiss, <laughs> but anyway, I don't know anything about that, I've not looked up anything about that, I was just some hearsay that I heard, um, but obviously, I mean, this Phil thing, it, it, it all started, didn't it? Because he bloody left the show. I think that, that news broke on Saturday, which overshadowed the death of Martin Amis. You know, that was the front and centre story on the BBC website. Philip Schofield leaves this morning. I mean, that shows you where we are. It doesn't seem genuine that there would all be all this fuss and interest in just him leaving the show. 
Yeah. Okay. So there's something, there appears to be something bubbling under, doesn't there? And it's about to break. And obviously, people have been saying stuff before this, and they've been talking about since he came, I was gay, which was about 2020, I think. And uh, I think the sense of allegation is this guy, I can't remember his name, Matthew McGreevy, possibly, that was a runner on the show, but Phil knew him. Yes. Possibly from the age of 10. And yeah, there's a photograph, started, isn't there? Yeah, it's only a photograph. There might be nothing in it. He might have not even spoke yeah. to him. He was just visiting this drama club, wasn't it? But from the age of 15, this uh, McGreevy had a Twitter account and Philip Schofield started to follow him. So apparently there was no interaction between the two of them, apart from Matthew saying, oh, great, you follow me. Thanks, Phil. There was never any tweets that Phil liked of his or he didn't ever reply to him but then all of a sudden he ends up being a runner on the show doesn't he and later on as he got a bit older he started having like slots didn't he he'd be in front of the camera doing stuff but have you seen uh, these photos sorry mate have you seen these photographs of him arm in arm with Philip Schofield's best mate, which is bizarre because his best mate is called Simon Schofield, right? Yes. He's no relation to him. Yeah. But he's really, that's his name. So, mm. and he's got his arm and it all very, it all looks very, it's a photograph and it wants in a picture, you know, it, it's difficult, isn't it? But from what I heard, and I might be wrong on this, but I heard that Schofield had a super injunction out on the press or something or he's taking this out um it's going to be withdrawn very soon it's it's not going to it's not going to shield him for much longer this super injunction and i think there's going to be an incredible rumor mill that comes out that he you know and already i mean i've been online looking at things on youtube about it people are saying could he be that you know the literal the headline is could we have a new savile on our hands you know (laughs) i mean it's quite brazen, really, what they're saying on YouTube about him. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then a lot of it then is linked to his behaviour with people. So yeah, I don't think he's got a lot of fans, has he, in, in amongst no, the celebrity no, and, community? And this, this was something of a surprise to me, that he seems to be very disliked by people who work on the show and some of the guests. Yeah. And, exactly. uh, even some of the co-presenters. I mean, Eamon Holmes, Hefty Holmes... I saw a clip where he's really going in on him. So I think that came from his wife. Was it his wife that reported some inappropriate behaviour that she'd seen on the show from Phil? Yeah. Which, reading between the lines, was related to this Matthew McGreevy. And they they are not on the show anymore, are they? Because they used to fill in for Phil and Holly sometimes and they're not on it they've been kicked out and Eamon Holmes was saying he was never given an explanation why they didn't want them to present anymore you know maybe you know the pair of boring fucks but uh you know that didn't pull in the viewers but I I was was watching I was watching the clip of that Lee you know when Eamon Holmes was talking about it and I was totally transfixed with his face I kind of almost lost the gist because he's had he's had he's had like Botox done on his face somehow. You know, he, he looks completely different. Oh my, what a what a fuckwit! <laughs> Why what is with people today? Why oh. are they doing this to themselves? I know, I know. Oh, it's so weird. 
We already knew that Eamon Owen was a little fat Irishman. What's he doing that for? Yeah. He doesn't need to change his look. Everyone's doing it. It's just weird. I know. Uh, so he was going in really hard on them, you know, so there's no love lost there. But I thought, is this what you want to be doing now? All this tittle-tattle, Eamon? Yeah, not, yeah. Not that he was ever much of a serious presenter, but I think a lot of people are lowering themselves by getting into this. It just seems a bit, a bit yeah. uh, grubby to me, all this. Well, it's, it's either that, it's, that it is that and it's very schneid, or part of it is, part of it, I think, could be that they do smell a rat. They do know something's coming, going to come out eventually. Mm. And they're getting their pennies within now. They're saying things now so that they don't seem like they're compliant with what's happened there. I think something has happened, hasn't it? You know, this is just my personal belief. That well, I think at the very least, I think it's it's probably accepted that he had a relationship with Phil. Um, but I suppose the yeah. crucial part is when did that relationship start? You know, was he under 16 or not? And uh, I mean, even if he's 16, it, there's just something about it. It's, it's just not right, is it? You know, a 60 year old man. Oh, no. Late 50s no, and a 16 year old. I'm sorry. I, I know that it sounds a bit like a moral judgment there, but there's too much of an imbalance. And you're still vulnerable when you're 16, aren't you? You are. But if you draw, go under the surface a little bit with the gay community, you know, there is this thing about the, the fellas liking the, what they call the twinks in the. Yeah. You know, you can't say too much, can you, without, you know, you because you go, oh, you're homophobic. I'm not homophobic at all. That's kind of a, a side of things, isn't it? That definitely is a side of things where it's been like the younger lad and the older gay man, and they've both been quite keen, really. But then the bounds get blurred, and then there are, and there certainly are instances where some young gay men get taken terrible advantage of by predatory, sort of uh, almost aggressive gay men. But that yeah. isn't always the case. I absolutely no, it might that. It might not be the case. And this, Phil, might well have done the relatively decent thing and, mm. you know, not done anything, not even kissed him mm. until he was of age. And, it, you know, you never know. Mm. He might have been trying to not have the relationship, but this kid pushed it with Phil. Mm. We were sort of assuming that Phil has gone in there in a predatory way and taken advantage of him. But we don't know that. No, we don't. And the interesting thing is as well, the culture has changed. The culture has changed so much that even if this lad was throwing himself on Philip Schofield, right? So he was throwing himself on him and he just wanted him to, you know, uh, maul his body and make passionate love to him. The climate today is not accepting of any of that, whether it's been a, a, a mutual thing. Because if you go back 15, 20 years ago, however long it was, with the Bill Wyman affair, that was all kind of almost, that was just kind of accepted. And, and the reality was Bill Wyman was 13. If a man in society, in, in celebrity culture today, was did the same thing, he would be absolutely vilified for that. Bill yeah. Wyman, nobody says jack shit anymore. And the, and the I think it is. At the time, you laughed about it. I mean, it was a, was it the early 90s, that? Late yeah. 80s, early 90s, so it's about 
30 years ago, let's say yeah. 30 years. So 30, it's so different today because he would be probably arrested. Yeah. You know, I still can't it would be believe he got away with it. I think what Smart you're saying me. about the climate today, the climate today, it wants a perpetrator and it wants a victim. And it's already cast Absolutely. those roles. And uh, yeah, yeah. like I said, we don't know anything as yet, but it isn't looking good for him, is it? I think it's not that, looking think, good. And, and, you know, it looks like he's a bit of a twinkle of a dunny. He likes the yeah. young boys. Did I, did I ever tell you, Lee, slight diversions, but on the Philip Schofield story, did I ever tell you that um, I did this little prank years ago uh, to impress this girl? Right. <laughs> I don't even know how it came about because I just thought uh, we got out for drinks and I said, watch this. Shall we do this little thing? I said, shall we pretend that I am a, a location manager for somebody uh, and see if I can get into all these different areas of this pub and this place? Yeah, yeah. just be an absolute twat, really. I was saying, look, I can be a bit of a grifter. I've got the talk. Yeah, and I went up to him, and I actually said, "Hi, I'm um, I work for Granada Television, and there's a new program being hosted by Philip Schofield, um, <laughs> where Philip uh, comes and discusses different things each week, and we're looking for locations. We're looking for a bar, we're looking for a recording studio, we're looking for a beautiful panoramic in the countryside." And I was giving all this spiel. <laughs> she was killing us. We like just going into um, bars and stuff. I, yeah, I, I did it in this bar and the manager came out and he was writing down details and said, yes, we'd be very interested in having this. We'll get back in touch with you. Probably going to use this as a location. We'll have some fees for you to use this as a location. Would you be able to clear the pub on a Monday afternoon so we can use it? I'll get back in touch with my manager. And I gave him a false number and all this kind of stuff. I was an absolute prick. And I did the same in this recording studio. Phil wants to record an album and he's looking at your studio. So he wants really good rates. He wants the best people in here to engineer, but he's got his own production team and his own band. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were taking notes. Phil recorded an album. <laughs> but for some reason, I used Philip Schofield. He was my go-to guy. And, what year uh, was, what that, was the name? I'm, Oh, I'm talking, it was a long time ago. Nine about 1990 odd, yeah. It was after he'd done, he'd done Joseph and the Technicolor Dreamcoat. <laughs> so I was making this spiel in this recording studio. So we went to this recording studio and I said, Watch this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us booked in here at this recording studio <laughs> because Phil wants to make an album. It's gonna be show tunes, but Phil wants to do it with a difference. He wants to have some metal guitar, he wants to have. <laughs> And I was I was reeling off all this stuff. Some of the songs are going to be done, you know, show show tune style. Some of them are going to be vamped up, metal, hard rock, oh. uh, reggae. <laughs> mm. Phil's going to do songs like Never Walk Alone, <laughs> uh, On the Sunny Side of the Street, and Nightingale sings in Barclay Square. He wants to do that one like death metal style. <laughs> <laughs> So it's just like this, right, okay, okay. And they were taking all this information down. And I said, we want to book in a week on Thursday to do a preliminary. And they were all, buy they were really buying it. You know, it was great. 
Because I was just throwing out this celebrity name, you know. It's so funny when you mentioned about doing this tonight, I thought I've got to tell Lee this story because it's something I've forgotten about. But yeah, I never got it. I never mean she thought it was hilarious, but I never got anywhere with this girl. It's just, <laughs> but she only thought I'd never trust him again the way he's done that. I met him in the Hacienda, that was it. I met her in the Hacienda on this night out and asked her to come out for a drink with me, blah blah blah. And I just thought, oh, this is a in my feeble, crazed mind, I thought this is a this is a great way to impress a girl. Well, it is. <laughs> I think that is very original and uh, very entertaining. We had it. We had a laugh doing it. To be fair, we had, and and but whenever I bumped into it, and I bumped into her a few times after, we used to laugh about it, saying what a funny afternoon it was, fun and games. But who'd have thought it? But he seemed to me then one of the most innocuous kind of people on TV. Yeah, you know that's part of it. That, that was he was his image, kind wasn't it? I mean, he was he yeah. was like really likable when he first. Because um, he started off in the broom cupboard, didn't he, on on the yeah, sort of TV, and he just sort of apparently he just was one of these people that just kept writing to the BBC asking for a chance, you know, from quite a young age, yeah. and uh, yeah, an ambitious guy. Yeah, they, they they eventually gave him it, and that and that's where it all stemmed from, didn't it? Then he ended up on going live, and uh, I don't remember him doing doing much after that. Can you? What did he do between going live and this morning? Oh yeah, he did a bit of theatre. Yeah, he did Joe, Joseph, and he he did quite a bit of that, I think. Yeah, but I agree with you. He sort of disappeared off the face, disappeared off the map for a bit, didn't he? But the reality is, I didn't realise this, and it shows you how weird time is. But he'd been doing like this morning for like twenty years or something. Yeah, it's twenty years. It's fucking great, has he? <laughs> like twenty fucking years, yeah. he's been doing it. Mad. But I never watched GC, so I'm not aware. For me, yeah. I probably only became aware of him doing it 10 years ago. So that's yeah. probably why it seems weird, because I never watched shit, any of that shit. I probably watched it a few times when Maidley did it, because it was fucking car yeah. crash TV. <laughs> it, it was yeah, I've, I've, been doing, I've been doing my impression of Maidley this week, because um, he's back on, isn't he? We're talking about the big stories of the day and we're getting politicians to give you the answers that you deserve. <laughs> I can just imagine. Do you? Uh, big question of the week. Do you think Phil's a nonce or not a nonce? <laughs> hey, I met Phil many a time. He's a lovely guy. You know, solid lovely as a rock. Certainly not into bumming 15-year-olds. I'll tell you something. He's not the kind of guy you'd think would steal some wine out of a supermarket. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I was found not guilty. I know he was. Completely absent-minded. Come on. Yeah, but not not long after that, Dave, Stuart Hall was caught, wasn't he? Nicking sausages. Oh yeah. I quite like these little petty crimes that uh, <laughs> people on the oh, TV. It was Anthony Worrell Thompson, wasn't there? Who. Uh, Oh yeah, he wasn't putting everything through the self-service scanners, and I quite liked oh, his yeah. his answer about why he did yeah. it. And he just said, "Oh, just for the devil of it." <laughs> just for that damn right, cool. yeah. Why not? Come on, everyone's done it. It's a bit Who, of a, the fuck it's a small little thrill. They make enough fucking money. Who cares about these? Well, the, if, made, if the, made, the way Maisie did it, Dave, is uh, yeah. you know, there's that little section at the front of the trolley 
So he put he put the champagne in there, or the wine. Yeah. And uh, he covered it with like carrier bags, and then he yeah, would yeah. put everything else on and then just push it through. But right. apparently and allegedly, <laughs> when he was caught, because this Tesco was right near. It was the Parswood Tesco, wasn't it, in Didsbury? Yeah, yeah. Near where, you know, my mum's house is and that, and my school. So I heard, and it wasn't firsthand, but one of the staff there had told somebody that knew my mum and said uh, he'd done it before, and the next time he was in, we said, right, we're going to watch him this time. And that's, that's, Ah. uh, that's how he got caught. Right. The thing is, if you want a nap from a supermarket, one of the best things to be is anonymous, right? So you don't want to be a national television star. <clears throat> you know. well, In you a way. Now he was so pally with the cops, you can imagine it, can't you? Oh, the, yeah. The cops really necessary, guys, you know? Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you. I didn't want that. Get in the back of the van, baby! <laughs> I love that in with nail. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. So funny. But yeah, I mean, it's hilarious. In a way, though, um, Warrell Thompson, I'm with you on that. I can see it. I love his answer. Because yeah. he's dead right in a way. And part of me makes you think with those kind of like automatic scan things. I, I was thinking that the other day. It's like I went back to the girls, thought I could have just walked out with all the shopping. And I went back to her and said, I don't think that's gone through. I thought no one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's only replacing human beings as well. So sod it. <laughs> well, I think they're getting a bit more sophisticated now. And I think they, they can, you know, when you're supposed to put it in one bit, like the yeah. left or the right, and then scan it and move it to the other side. Could be wrong, but I think maybe there's a scale. that When you put your shopping down at the beginning, it weighs it. Oh, I see. Because you do get that sometimes. I can't remember what the warning is, but... You know, put it in the bagging area. Place it in the bagging area. <laughs> so get it out of your pocket. We saw that. So I, I would never, I would never risk that. I don't think it does. Well, it does what, seem like it's easy just to not put something yeah. through. But I, I'm not sure. I mean, you, you you could get round it. I'm sure you could. You, you wouldn't have to. Oh, yeah. You couldn't. You don't need to put it on the scale. In fact, you could just carry out yeah. the bit that you want to knit and bypass yeah. that. I'm not saying uh, because of knowledge or anything. Like that. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. no, it's not like you've admitted been on this podcast before, is it? <laughs> I don't give a shit. What the hell? Uh, um, I love Warrell Thompson's because uh, he's dead right. Ah, the thrill of it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. He, he didn't like I make love- some. But he didn't do a maidly. And just no. cry and say, I forgot. <laughs> I, oh, I just forgot. Please forgive uh, me. How did Maidley get away with that, though? Because it's so obvious that he was. Well, it was his he performance was. in court. It was his performance in court. He was crying and everything. Oh, Richard. Why didn't he just do Warren Thompson? Oh, it was the thrill of it. This was more posh cheese, wasn't it, that he was Nicky? <laughs> I love that. Bacon ache with that cheese. Bloody good to Anthony Warrell Thompson. I didn't know that he did that. I thought that was great mm. that he just went, oh, son, it was just for the thrill of it. Because, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, Winona Ryder's done it before, hasn't, hasn't she? There's a few yeah. that have just uh, 
just problem. nick stuff that you know that they obviously don't need to nick it but uh they just think oh i'm just i'm just bored of my life and existence i'm just going to do something a bit out of the ordinary breaking bad she's like oh yeah just yeah um, well what was that thing have you ever seen that film house of cards i think it's called with joe montana and uh, the actress i think her name's lindsay krauss does that really ring any bells to you it's no. a good little film it's about it's about grifters it's about he's a real top class grifter and she's mm. a psychologist a psychiatrist and she was saying oh you know she goes the and there's a scene in it where it's a david mammoth david mammoth play oh yeah, you know, yeah great playwright isn't he? and there's a line in it where she says well you know that um you know, just helping yourself to a little something, just stealing a little something, it's, it's very empowering. It's very good for the for the human soul. Yeah. My God, what a statement! But it probably, you know, that's it. It probably is that little, that little feeling of empowerment of being able to yeah. do it and get off with it. You know, not so good if you get caught, but no. getting away. You know what I mean? Well, I've just remembered there was one really funny probably... bit because Maidley braved it out, didn't he? When he when he was he got accused, he had to wait for his trial, and he was like talking about it on this morning, and uh, he wasn't shying away from it. And then there was there was a bit where they were talking about wines. Maybe says, "Is it re- you know? Do you really need to spend uh, a lot of money on some wine?" And the the wine expert said something like, "Oh no no, you know, most of the time if you have a meal when you're having red meat, you can just pick up a bottle from your local Tesco." <laughs> Maitley's face. Oh, brilliant. Pick it up. Don't pay. Just fucking hide it. Mm. It makes you wonder, though, if it wasn't for them being high profile, whether they did ever, ever end up in court. He pled not guilty. He should have, you know. So I think possibly not. I mean, they go, they do this uh, thing now, don't they? Uh, when they reclaim the cost back off you. Anyway. I don't know, but I mean, I would have thought it would just be like ridiculously... I mean, the, the courts are jammed up enough with stuff, aren't they? It's just... Yeah. Right, I'm just reading here. Richard May, this is on Twitter. Richard May, he got off shoplifting champagne, but Tesco staff were only watching him so closely when they nabbed, the, nabbed him because they thought he'd stolen the alcohol the week before. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. He did well to get away with it. He played a blinder there, Richard. Well, he's, he's apparently said, I know what it's like to be wronged by the press. I was once accused of shoplifting. Unlike you, though, I knew I was innocent. Oh, yeah, that's what he said to Bill Clinton when he was interviewing him about ah. Lewinsky. Ah. 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 So he, he's basically he comparing. Oh, so madely, though. That is so partridge. Madely's amazing, isn't he? Recently, he's been hilarious with these um, just stop oil protesters and things like this. I mean, he's so overwrought on bloody uh, Good Morning Britain or whatever it's called. Mm. He's, I mean, mm, 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 mm. really? Do you honestly think you're doing the right thing? Mm, do you? Do you? Do you? I mean, he's so <laughs> fucking ridiculous. You're just a pain in the arse. <laughs> People are dying on the streets because of you. Is that going to do any good? Yeah, yeah, how do you feel really? that that guy couldn't get his mum to hospital? She died. <laughs> she died. She died. Literally, her lungs were falling out. Her lungs. What were you doing? Protesting about your oil. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> He's a knob ending. 
Judy's just at home these days, isn't she? With her bloody her spaniel's ears, tits flagging right down by her knees, fucking drinking double fucking gin and tonics at lunchtime. You know? <laughs> She's just there, isn't she? You can just imagine it. Just so glad he's out of the house. I'm oh, telling God. you, there's no way I believe that Richard has stayed faithful through all these years. Fucking around like a rabbit. He's a dirty I dog. I bet he's, what he's doing, he's just got, he's off with hookers, isn't he? <laughs> Great to see you, mate, Chow. Yeah, same time next week. No problem, Mr. Medley. Yeah. I love you. I love you. I love your cock, you know, Richard. I'll see you next week, baby. Okay, <laughs> look forward to it, mate, Chow. Thank you. Yeah, hey, I'm on the telly. Don't forget to watch me. Yeah. Make sure you watch Good Morning Britain tomorrow. I'm going to give those just a oil people a right good telling off, and you know it. Oh, we'll do, Richard. Now, fuck off. <laughs> oh. Oh, oh, Life of Richard. Well, he used to live. Uh, he used to live in Didsby, didn't he? Do you remember where he used to live? Off Wilmslow yeah. Road, near 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 Disby Village. Posh bit, that little yeah. posh bit. Didby's quite posh anyway, really, but mm. that particularly posh bit where mm. they lived, yeah. I remember it well. They don't live there anymore, though, do they? They're out. They're, no, they went to London. London. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to that London. Get away from you, northern bastards. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's it. Do you remember them uh, making that emotional farewell? You know? Fucking love you, Manchester. We've had such great times, haven't we, Judy? But meanwhile, all the staff that worked on this morning were losing their bloody jobs because this morning yeah. was relocating to London. I mean, that was one good thing Des did. You know, uh, Des Lynham, when he he took over from uh, Richard Whiteley. Yeah, so the presenter of, of, uh, of Countdown. Countdown. Right. Yeah. So he was yeah, commuting yeah. from London yeah. to Yorkshire because it was made yeah. by Yorkshire TV. But he said, I don't really want to do it anymore because I, I can't handle the commute. And they, they, they said, oh, don't worry. Channel 4 was like, don't worry. We'll move it all down to uh, London. And once he found out that a load of people would lose their jobs, he says, no, I don't I don't want that to happen. Just get another presenter. Oh, Des, what a ledge. Great guy. I like that a lot. But yeah. not the fucking Maidleys. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm even going to miss you, Fred, you, you pedo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fred didn't go with him. Did Fred go with him? Maybe. No, because it was Albert Dot, wasn't it, the map? Lee, Fred didn't go with them. Fred went down. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that time, though. Strange ways here we go. We're still going away with it. Oh, oh Andy Rourke, eh? How sad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sad. It was, and so it, you know what was really nice is that Morrissey actually came out and said something nice. Oh, I know. That blew me away. That was amazing. Yeah, I was thinking, is this an old quote here? This must be an old quote. This isn't like Morrissey. But that was really nice, what he said, and very, very true and different to what other people were saying, you know. Yeah, it was. I thought all the tributes were brilliant and Quite right too, brilliant bass player. Yeah. But of yeah. course, the other major death after Andy Royal, going back to the sort of ballpark area that we're talking about tonight, is Rolf. Rolf. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's his, he's doing animal hospital in the sky now. <laughs> God so knows what else. <laughs> God knows what else. I must tell you a story. This is absolutely gospel. My wife 
she met him because she did Animal Hospital years ago. Oh, did right? she? And she was alone with him in a room for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Right? And she said he was creepy then. And she was in her 20s. And his exact words to her were, oh, <laughs> haven't you got lovely hair? Really thick hair. I wonder if I could run my fingers through it. That's what he said oh. to her. My God. What did she say? Fuck <laughs> off, you antipodean pervert. Yeah. I think he was, like, not saying I'd like to run my fingers. He, he yeah. was sort of imagining, I wonder if I could, if I ran my fingers through it, my fingers would get stuck. It's so thick. Your yes, anything that he'd like Which to do. It was, it's like yeah. a bit of flirtation. Yes, yes. But she said it was creepy. It creep. Mm. It was very creepy. Well, I heard, I heard. We were talking about Rolf at work, and my boss was talking about a former colleague of his who said that was it. Was it? She, I think it was a friend that was a waitress and was serving Rolf when she was about sixteen, and he he just molested her. You know, she came to sort of take the order or bring some out, and he just started fondling her. The fucking dick. Oh, what? Mm. What? Jackie was quite a bit older, and he probably knew as well that she'd Mm. probably chin him, give him a Salford kiss, (laughs) nut him on his antipodean nose, (laughs) you know. Yeah, but that's true. And funny enough, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but a a previous girl from from many years ago, she got in the car, I think I've told you this, with Stuart Hall. Right. And was t- given a lift from Delamere Forest back to house, but nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, she told me this, I think, yeah. So that's kind of uh, these crossing the paths and near misses, near misses with dodgy celebrity pedos. There you are. Mm. Well, it's interesting that the cremated Rolf two weeks before they announced it. It's incredible, isn't it? Because I was going to ask you about that. Well, I think I mean, obviously you don't want, even though he was uh, a dirty nonce, you don't want people coming to his funeral and disrupting it for the family do you if if if, if he would have been announced that he's dead yeah it would have been some people probably you know the press at least would be thinking well, right let's that... get let's get down to the funeral or and yeah take some pictures and that would have been a bit intrusive well he's still got people that love him aren't they i mean he's obviously a, a flip side person and he? he's got mm. like these different personalities going on there and to his family, he's Rolf Farris, he's the great entertainer. He's, he's, Did his wife die just before him? She was in her 90s as well. Yeah, she might have done, but she stayed with him to the end, didn't yeah. she, and everything. Yeah, which was different to, I think, Stuart Hall's wife. Yeah, I know, Stuart Hall's wife left him, didn't yeah. she? Stuart Hall's going, isn't he? I mean, he's like the same age as Rolf, he's about 93. Yeah. Well, he ended up living in Bury, you know, where yeah, I... He's just in, in a, a little hostel. sort of... Yeah, he's, he's got he's got a fuck all on it now. His his wife's taking everything. I don't and know where, and what he's doing now. Where he's still. I've seen pictures of him smoking. He's like mm. that outside his front door having a fuck. He put, he's one of these people. He's probably one of these ten percenters that smoke and drink and he'll live for fucking ever. Well, he's in his. But 90s. he can't be. That's what I'm saying. That's what mm. I'm saying. He's 93, 94, isn't he? He's really yeah. old. So it's incredible. But you know what I said? It's funny because we were talking about that incident with Jackie before. And I was saying to her, I said, there's a side of me that's kind of really sad about the Rolf thing. Because out of everybody, I actually thought he was this quite unique entertainer. He was something quite quite a special kind of 
entertainer in a yeah. way, you know? You know, he had pop singles. He had a great sort of energy and vitality. He was quirky. He was great. He's this artist, children's entertainer. He had all this going for him, and then he and, he, and it was ruined because mm. of this bizarre side to his nature. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck possesses these people, really? I don't know. You maybe know. it's just maybe it's a bit like the Warhol Thompson thing for the devil of it. You know, I can get away with this because I'm a powerful celebrity, and no one's gonna notice or no one's gonna suspect. No, uh, but you know, I suppose like pinching some lamb chops or some cheese or something is so fucking different, though, isn't it? To, just, I mean, that's not going to affect anybody, is it? It's not going to affect a single person in the world if no. someone helps themselves to a bit of cheese, is it? No. You might think it's a bit unfair because you can afford it. That's the only thing. Who cares? I don't care. I mean, I don't give a fuck about the shareholders of Tesco or fucking Tesco. There's always going to be a supermarket. They're all these horrible, powerful people. They need Robin, the scum. Mm. But when you hurt people, when you assault people... When you take away, when you take away something from a from a child, basically who's twelve or something or thirteen, like he did, yeah. Like you said, a sixteen-year-old girl who's, who's serving in a restaurant. I mean, how fucking it's so rude, so so arrogant. ignorant, so arrogant, if nothing else. But on top of that, it'll change their lives. Yeah. You know, has he not got the empathy to see that? It makes you think, Jesus Christ. I mean, for me, the Savile one, we could all see it coming. But in a way, Rolf seemed like, he seemed like a, he, he fooled me. I, well, I thought, of course he did. I mean, an animal hospital, he was yeah, he that's what I mean. like the most loveliest, empathetic guy. You know, the way he was. I didn't know anybody. animals were dying or ill. He was great for that show, and he was really comforting in, in, in what seemed like a really Absolutely. genuine way. Absolutely. Like say, it's, it's hard I, to believe I, at times. And, and, and to be honest, when it first broke and there was a lot of people being accused, I think what the press I remember reporting was this, he had an affair with an 18-year-old, didn't he? Which was mm-hmm. the daughter of a friend of his that he knew for a long time, yes. but they did have an affair. A relationship though mm. the accusation there was obviously he groomed her you know from a, yeah, a yeah, rage but then there was the other stuff that came out about him I think there was a book signing or a meet and greet mm. in the 70s or 80s where a dad took his daughter to and she sat on his knee and he just put his hand up a skirt you know yeah, sort yeah. of in front of the dad you know out of sight in a way but and there was other stuff, wasn't there? I mean, I don't know the, the full extent of the Rolf uh, abuse, to be honest, but it definitely was young girls. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. I think it's pretty so obvious. You know, and, and, and the, unbelievable, he did a bloody public information type film, didn't he, on the BBC or ITV, going on about Swimming. being touched in the wrong way. No, he did one about, about paedophilia. Oh, did it? Strangers. Good touching. And then there's sometimes you're being touched and you think it's not right. It's not the right kind of touching. Oh, no, I've never seen that. No. Oh, it's amazing. I'm sure that'll be on YouTube there. And he goes, mm. it doesn't feel right. You know it's not quite right. Strain hand. Kind of touch. Yeah, yeah. Strain hand up a fucking girl's skirt. What the hell? This guy was saying that. Oh, my God. 
That's incredible. And the arrogance, because he must have known. He must have been doing. He'd been doing stuff like that. Laughing up his sleeve, thinking, "Oh, they've picked yeah. me for this." It's incredible, isn't it? Very depressing. But that for me was the 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 ruination of my child. Not a dramatic thing to say, ruination mm. of my child, but it wasn't. But that was the shocker. Rolf Harris was the real shocker, I think, for me, because all of us kind of cynics, even in the early 2000s and stuff when we were doing the comedy nights and having a laugh and taking the piss out of all sorts of things and celebrities. We never did that with Rolf, really. We all thought, that, oh, he's kind of a national treasure, the yeah. painting. And we, yeah. we all used to sort of, sort of be quite in admiration of him. Gareth would say really nice things about him. And Gavin, we never used to like have a big laugh and a joke about him. Like he was, no. you know, I think everyone had a bit of a soft spot for him. Mm-hmm. Because Definitely. he's quite unique, you know, yeah. doing bloody stairway to heaven with the bloody the, with the wobble board and the didgeridoo and all that. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, come on, doing Glastonbury. Everyone, he was everyone's favourite uncle, wasn't he? You yeah. Know? yeah. We didn't look at him like Savile. We all thought, oh, Savile's a bit grubby. Yeah. <laughs> Got real dirt under the fingernails there. You know. Yeah. So yeah. Did you think and this? This could be the case with Schofield because this could be. I'm not saying it is. Because he seems the clean cut guy and lovely guy. But it all started to descend a bit, didn't it, when he's had this concealment from his wife all these years. I mean, the bloody fact that he was doing these TV shows with his wife when they were travelling about and stuff. I remember them vaguely. I don't remember that. Yeah, there were shows on ITV with Philip Schofield, his wife, travelling, going on a cruise or visiting such and such a place. And then it all comes out. sneaked off again. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. His yeah. wife's when dining they, alone tonight. Phil's nowhere to be seen. When Philip and his wife were in Morocco, Philip disappeared. <laughs> Philip disappeared for many, many hours at a time with the young men. Yeah. Oh god. They're visiting Sidges. Where where's Phil? Yes. <laughs> Sidges is a lovely holiday resort. And I just <laughs> want to say, has something for everybody. Philip? <laughs> Philip. <laughs> oh man I've been to Sitges you know have you done yeah. oh yeah I have been to Sitges I've been to Sitges with two <laughs> blokes Jackie now I went I went, <laughs> I went and this is honestly this is hilarious we went on all so we three days Barcelona and then I think it was Moose suggested well it would have been because I hadn't got a fucking clue Sitges is supposed to be nice let's get on the train and go to Sitges and see if we can stay there overnight Mm. Oh, yeah, there'll be plenty of places to stay. It's amazing how easy sure the local apartment would make you very yeah. Dave. It was so easy, Lee, to find an apartment for three men in Sitges. Yeah. Like that, like that, right? <laughs> and then we went on to the beach the next day. With little, oh, and I was the one who said, this beach from Bar looks great. Let's have a beer or a coffee here and have something to eat. da 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 Great, let's do it. And we've got on there. Now, what we didn't realise at that moment in time was Sitges is split into three different beaches, right? There's the gay beach, there's the straight people's beach, and then the third one along is the family beach, okay? Okay, okay. It's great. It's totally organised, and it's a beautiful place. I loved it. It's a great place, Sitges. Hmm. But we have to go straight to this wonderful bar, beachfront bar, that was right slap bang in the middle of the gay beach. And the view was, and I tell you, this is the absolute truth, men in thongs oiling each other. 
With that sat there thinking, I can't God, men should not wear thongs. Literally, hairy arses are, uh, you know, oiled up. It's Phil like, there. Phil was probably there, <laughs> you know, chasing some young whippersnappers about. Oh my God. I don't think we've even been controversial about Phil. No, no, not really. Gone on tangents there, but, but what I know is literally this I know this. More shit's going to come out, folks. Yeah. More shit's going to come out. Well, you know what I didn't mention on the podcast, Dave, is that yeah. they did this uh, through the keyhole. It was Dominic Littlewood's house. It was when David Frost did it in the daytime. You know, it was really sort of low, yeah. rent, low rent celebrities. And <laughs> in Dominic Littlewood's house, he's got these books like How to Chat Up Women and The Gay, <laughs> all these sort of pickup artist type books i thought yeah you're a creep i mean i'm amazed that he let them show that because it just showed it, it just makes him out to be really creepy oh i bet he's horrible i bet yeah. he's a dirty he's a horrible i don't think he's got little... like a long-term partner no as he yeah. probably goes to swingers clubs as a yeah. swingle they call the single guy swingles don't they yeah he's probably <laughs> got like he probably does that, but he's probably got a few, you know, a few. I've got a few stored away in the basement, you know what I mean? <laughs> what could that show be called? <laughs> Whores Under the Hammer. <laughs> O's Under the Hammer. That's outrageous. That's so funny. Hello, Dominic Littlewood. You won't believe what's in my cellar. Yeah, this show, we're talking net. about converting your cellar to make more cash out of property. Now, yeah. your cellar, if you're not using it, you can get a one-bedroom flat in there easy, renting out for seven fifty a month. I've chosen to soundproof mine so you can't hear the screams. I've created a little dungeon torture chamber based on Fred West's. <laughs> God. <laughs> Dark little wood. He's a dark little man. <laughs> I bet he has got a little wood as well, honey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, another show here, Dave. Dom digs in. Dom, Dom digs in. Digging to bury the bodies. <laughs> Take him to a forest. <laughs> Dom on the street. Picking up paws. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, Dave. He was actually on the fucking real full Monty, wasn't he? Oh God! Where he must have bared his little oh, oh. <laughs> Dominic little body. Oh God! I got up there and just a traffic spell. Leave the Pennsylvania station by the corner. You read a magazine until you're in Baltimore. Stop it! 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 Stop it!